You're listening to Let's Talk Purpose Live, because who you are is important to what you do and where you're going. And now for your host, Lisa Schwartz. Happy New Year, Brittany. We act like we haven't seen each other. I know. But what people don't know is behind the scenes, we hang out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it is like January 5th or something. Yeah, I feel like we're, I'm already like, feel like I'm behind. Oh my God, it's January 5th already. I haven't even made my New Year's resolutions <laughs> yet. <laughs> oh no, we're not doing New Year's resolutions no, around here. No, I know. Uh, I'm excited about our guest today. Yeah. And so we've been kind of chatting a little bit with Sharon out in the hallway. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. <laughs> so we're going to need to get right up on that mic and be confident because, you know, we, we want to hear what you have to say. You pronounce your name, last name Sergeant, right? Yes. Okay, awesome. I want to make sure I'm um, pronouncing it right. Before we get to her story, which I'm super stoked about, tell us about our sponsors. All right. We have Innovative Construction Services, that Texas-owned family business providing roofing and various construction needs in the DFW area and beyond. ICS provides service with quality and integrity to each and every customer, knowing it's about so much more than business. Those owners are Levi and Olivia, and they have been watching God grow this company over the years and are excited knowing the best is yet to come. So give them a call. Um, and they'd love the opportunity to serve you with roofing and construction needs. We've got the number there, 817-672-5272 or www.innovativesbc.com. SBC. And Express Employment Professionals, staffing company that does their best to bring hope to our communities. They strive hard to find people job opportunities and will work with any company given the chance. So we have the phone number there, 817-487-4900. Give them a Google and a call. A Google and a call. <laughs> She's got a great radio voice, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a little intimidating. A little intimidating. So we're excited to have our sponsors back for 2022. Nice. Uh, we cannot do what we do without our sponsors. If you're interested in sponsoring our show, um, you can give us a call or you can just message us on Facebook. It's actually <laughs> That's more probably easier. <laughs> <laughs> if you call me, I probably won't answer because I won't recognize your phone number. But if I recognize your phone number, I'll probably answer. So there you go. All right. Today, Sharon Sargent, we're going to be talking about overcoming generational strongholds. And mm -hmm. I'm excited about her story. Interestingly enough, uh, we originally met at the youth group at Calvary Church, um, and we got pretty intimate pretty quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I say that, I'm going to go ahead and just jump that in and just let you know, uh, just jump right in and say, like, you know, Sharon ended up manifesting at one of our conferences. And by manifesting, I mean, like, manifesting demons. So a lot of times mm -hmm. when people are like, what? What does it mean? Is that a thing? Can a Christian manifest demons? Can a Christian have, like, all mm -hmm. the questions, right? Like, you're yeah. already smiling really big because you know you've already gotten a lot of these questions. Yeah. Um, and so the answer to all those things is yes and yes and yes. Um, and so I'm excited to, you know, a lot of people think it's weird and then, oh my gosh, is she okay? And because, you know, and, and we can get into as much detail as you want. Um, but you went through some pretty heavy deliverance. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm adopted from Uganda, third world country. So, like, from a very young age, I saw that. So to me, I was mm -hmm. just like, yeah. But now it's happening to me. So that's weird. But yeah, it's like, to me, it was normal. Yeah. So I wasn't really freaked out by it. I mean, going through it was a lot different than actually like seeing it happen. Because mm -hmm. now I'm like, I'm in it. It's, yeah. It was just weird. It's but me. It awesome. I'm one of those people right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so it's interesting that you say you're from Uganda. Yes. Um, and it's super normalized over there. Can talk to us a little bit about that? Uh, I mean, there's just, it's not really hidden in Uganda. You know, witchcraft, like just demonic activity it's not really hidden it's not like oh my gosh demons it's well known there like yeah. it's very it, it's it's obvious mm -hmm. and so you know i mean i grew up with a cousin her name was eunice and 
she almost every night there was a demon like which people had to go over there hold her down for her it took about six people Mm -hmm. to hold this one girl down and so to me from a young age that's what I saw is like my Mm -hmm. cousins going through that and then um I never thought in a million years I could go through that because I didn't really understand that you know like I even had demons Mm -hmm. and so watching it happen and then going through it I was like oh my gosh how is it that I could possibly have this? Like, I thought I like, mm-hmm. you know, I loved God. And then all of a sudden I'm going through deliverance myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, huh? mm-hmm. oh, no, <laughs> here we but, are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> what happened? When I love that, one of the things you mentioned to us in the hallway is that, you know, just in some regard, like kind of demystifying the idea of deliverance mm-hmm. and normalizing it. Yeah. Um, and how that's kind of a passion for you. It, it's a big passion because, you know, I have a heart for God. I love God. I've always loved God since, you know, I was in Uganda and my parents were Christians as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't until I came here that I really just, I dove deep into my relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. deliverance and understanding like, you know, the supernatural is so big for me because mm. deliverance comes in all shapes and forms. Like my deliverance doesn't look like everybody else's deliverance. Yeah. You know? I love that you said and that. Deliverance just you have a different story, so your deliverance is going to look different from my deliverance. Mm-hmm. And I have a different story, so my deliverance is going to look different from her, you know, and We all have different demons. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and so I, I think deliverance needs to be normalized because, you I mean, you see Je- through Jesus's out, through Jesus's ministry, it's, it's like, you know, this, the lady with the issue of blood, she mm-hmm. comes, she reaches out, she has crazy face, she reaches out to Jesus, touches him, and then she's delivered instantly. That's a form of deliverance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, just because it looks like that way, they don't expect it to look like my deliverance. And mm-hmm. so they get freaked out. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. like, you know, you see Jesus encounters the man with like, you know, demons. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, get into a the legion, pig. A legion. <laughs> and that's a, like, you know, that's another form. So I don't mm-hmm. think people need to just stick to one form of deliverance. They need to be open to, you know, the mm-hmm. supernatural is big. The devil attacks in different ways. Um, I mean, I, I love one thing you said at your conference is like, you know, the devil doesn't have to switch up his schemes because we keep falling for the same, same ones, ones. Mm-hmm. like that stuck with me and so I think people just need a normalized deliverance because it's it's huge and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that the devil is hiding in the church and that's why mm-hmm. so many people struggle and we sit in church we're Christians mm-hmm. but behind the scenes we're struggling because we don't normalize deliverance mm-hmm. and that need that's a needs to be talked about. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things you said earlier when you were talking about going through this deliverance, you said, I thought I loved Jesus, but I have demons. Yeah. And so that was something like, I thought I loved God, but I'm going through this deliverance. Mm-hmm. And that just because you're going through a deliverance right. or somebody has, has, you know, under the influence of a demon doesn't mean that they aren't in love with God exactly. and they don't have that relationship yeah. still that it's just, it's a good thing. It's yeah. another um, as a level, I would yeah. say almost of relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. when you get to go through deliverance. Yeah. Well, I mean, my first deliverance, I was like a little freaked out, but then Lisa was like, you know, the reasons those demons came out. Cause it's like almost like your love is pushing them. Mm-hmm. Like they can't stand yeah. the love you have for Christ. So it's like, uh, uh-uh, like they're coming out now, yeah. you know, it's that one time confession, confection, confession, confession. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, it was at the women's conference. It all started yeah. mm-hmm. at the women's conference. And I don't remember who it was a woman. She gave the message, the woman at the well. And I knew that message was for me. And I felt the Lord say like, you know, go down to the altar, go down to the altar. And I was like, but God, 
like, am I going to be the only sinner? Are people going to judge me? Like I was so mm. fearful of what people were going to think. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, I was hiding some garbage. I, I was going through like a tough season and yeah. like, you know, just addictions and all that jazz. And, and I was like, I don't really want to go down. And in that moment, I saw this vision of Jesus's hands, like as they were pierced and just blood running down. And I was like, okay, God, <laughs> I'm gonna go like, here I go. Yeah. And so I walked down to the altar and I knelt down and I was trying to like worship and I was trying to pray and I felt so discouraged because I said, God, and this was like the turning moment for me. I said, God, how is it that I'm in a room full of people that glorify you, that are worshiping you, that are like, you know, that love you. And I feel completely empty. Mm. It says where two or more are gathered there, I will be. We're gathered in your name. You are mm-hmm. definitely here. But how is it that I can be like in a room full of your glory mm-hmm. and I feel so empty? And I said, oh, my gosh. And that was the moment where it clicked for me. I needed I needed some deliverance. And so I remember I got up and I was like looking for you. I was looking for you, but I couldn't find you. Right. So I found a uh, pastor, Lloyda. Mm-hmm. Lloyda Howell, is that her name? No, I think I, so. Huh? I think so. <laughs> I can't remember. And um, um, as soon as I reached her, I just started crying. Like I couldn't explain why I was crying. It was just, it was just, it was coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I crying? And she was like, just explain to me what's going on. And I was like, I'm tired of this and I'm dealing with this. And I don't know. Cause like, you know, everyone sees me and they're like, oh, Sharon, you're so like innocent and perfect. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's a dagger in my heart. Cause mm-hmm. I know behind the scenes, <clears throat> I'm betraying Jesus, like, you know, betraying his innocent blood. And so mm-hmm. I was just like, please don't say that. And so in that moment, I was like, I just need help. And she starts saying, well, Jesus says this and Jesus says this. That's and good. it was like a wave of something just kept hitting me until like I felt lightheaded. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm going down. I'm on the floor. Like, what <laughs> <the heck? laughs> What's happening? Yeah, what's happening? I'm melting. I know. It was, it was, it was a lot, but. I remember being like in control at times and then out of control. I remember someone kneeling on my hair and me like going up and then yanking me back down. Mm. I was like, okay, maybe don't stand or kneel on my hair. But, yeah. <laughs> but it was a, it was a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely one I needed. Cause yeah. it, it brings the supernatural into perspective. Sure. Like, this happens. This is. So this, this real. event was just the beginning. Just the beginning. Yes. And so, um, <laughs> You know, I, I was at, the, at that particular conference, I had spoken that morning and then I had to leave. I was actually yeah. performing a wedding ceremony that night. Um, and so, but I heard about it. Like, and I remember several people being like, look, all we did was kind of settle things down as quickly as we could. But <laughs> I remember one of the pastors <laughs> basically saying, basically all those demons are still in her. Like we didn't, you know, we didn't have the right people. We didn't have the yeah. right, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know, and of course my son, Pastor Turner was like, you know, you need to go see my mom. You need to go see my mom. Yeah. You need to go see my mom. But you and I had kind of chatted a little bit and, mm-hmm. and I think you knew, like you had known for a while. And I really yeah. appreciated one of the things you said was, man, I had some stuff going on in my life. Cause yeah. we know that the Bible says that a curse without a cause mm-hmm. cannot alight. Yeah. So, you know, so when people are doing in, in my next, uh, uh, YouTube series is actually on overcoming generational baggage and talking mm-hmm. about um, getting rid of the iniquity and overcoming generational curses, those kinds of things. But I think a lot of times people get freaked out, like, well, it's not my fault if there's a curse upon me. But if you are in Christ, you have yeah. to recognize that a curse without a cause cannot alight. So I love mm-hmm. that you were super transparent to say, look, there were some things in my life that were giving these demons and yep. these curses in my life ground and yep. giving them some authority. Yeah. Can you speak into that a little bit for us a little bit more? Um, yeah, just, I mean, like, I was in a season where I, like, you know, I knew God, I loved God, 
but for some weird reason I was in a place of just addiction and I sure. didn't know how to stop. Um, I mean, one of my biggest things that I'm going to be completely transparent sure, whatever was just you... like, you know, pornography. Okay. And that was something I struggled with only because as a child in Uganda, um, that I was like molested and raped okay. and they taught me how to do certain things. And so through that, when I came here, I actually typed something so simple, but because it's the internet, I was little, it bought up pornography and that's how I got into pornography. And so at that point I was so overwhelmed. It's like, I felt stuck, like trapped. Mm -hmm. How can I have this love for God? How can I try and seek him, but still be in this place where I'm in so much sin I know I don't want to end up mm. in hell. I know I, str I, I know I have a thirst and a desire for God, but this is crushing it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's crushing yeah. my relationship and my walk with God. Um, I try to walk out of it and I'll, I like, I went like three, three, four months without it at most. Mm -hmm. And then I fall back into it. Mm -hmm. And so there was just a lot of, you know, everyone saying, oh, Sharon, you're just so cute and innocent. And then me knowing my innocence mm -hmm. wasn't innocence, you know, mm -hmm. me knowing I wanted to follow Jesus and I wanted to love him. But this one thing was just yanking me down. And yeah. it's like, no matter how much I called out for help, it almost people are like, oh, it's fine. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for other for girls because they're like, well, girls don't really struggle with that kind of thing. And I was like, I beg okay. to differ. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was like, well, and so it was just weird, you know, talking about it because yeah. they're like, well, and to certain people I bought, a, uh, I talked to them about it and it was a bad idea yeah there are certain people you talk to about it and others you just don't yeah and so i got hurt and so i kept that inside so i didn't tell anybody mm -hmm. and so um i kept struggling with it i kept struggling with it until turner and then i talked to turner about it and he was like okay well like you know let's pray mm -hmm. <laughs> let's pray and so mm -hmm. we prayed and and um deliverance happened but i was just so overwhelmed by the weight of my sin mm -hmm. and god was definitely showing me he was like this this cannot stand mm -hmm. like Two, two masters, like you mm -hmm. cannot have two masters. Yeah. And so I said, okay, God, I'm not going to be a slave to sin. That's not what I want. I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to be a slave to Christ. That's, that's what Amen. I want. That's what Amen. I desire. And so, yeah. It's interesting because we talk a lot about the iniquity um, and basically the iniquity are basically the sins of those who go before you mm -hmm. that impress upon you and therefore then become the tendency or the predisposition that we carry or we walk in. Yeah. Um, so, for example, the scripture talks about how he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for the iniquity, meaning it was it's kind of more of a hidden something. It's under the it's under the skin. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's in the bloodline. And yeah. so when you talk about the history of your upbringing and how that predisposition was impressed upon you because of the sins and the transgressions of people around you or mm -hmm. the generations before you. And so that became this predisposition that you struggled with that had a strong hold. Yeah no matter how much your spirit and your soul was like, I don't like this thing, yeah. I feel trapped by it. Yeah. And that is a telltale of an iniquity. Yeah. It's a telltale of, uh, look, I've got some, like I, I know all the right things, I've engaged in all the right patterns, yeah. but there's this, there's this alluring, this presence that continuously calls, you know, allures me back into this place. Addiction is a lot like that. A lot of things are anger, depression, where, and it's frustrating because you have this, your spiritual mind that knows, and, and I like I tell people all the time, the two evil twins of sin is guilt and shame, oh, right? Yes. And so now you've got this sin, and half the time, that's not even this, what you're dealing with. You're dealing with these entities of guilt and, and shame, shame now because yep. of the sin, and those entities allure you back to 
this mm-hmm. sin and mm-hmm. you get stuck in this and, yeah. and there's not one person in this room that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We've all had it in some form or fashion. Yeah. And so you do get to that place. And I think you knew, like, I have some generational stuff yep. that has been impressed, imparted that yeah. I carry in my flesh that I've got to get out. Yeah. You knew that. Mm. So I think it's like, like you were talking about that place of guilt and shame. Cause it wasn't so much me like doing it, but it's like in that moment where you have that desire, that urge to, it's like, Oh no, you should really do it. Cause if you don't like the voices don't stop, it's almost like the voices don't mm-hmm. stop. But then when you do fall into that addiction, you have that voice of shame and it's like, Oh, you fell for that again. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, you're nothing. Like yeah. it's like, you might as well just stay in this yeah. place. And so it's that voice of just shame. that's like, well, you can't be good enough anymore. Like you're tainted now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, and that was the crushing thing. I was like, I don't want to be tainted. I, I want to be like, you know, but it was that scripture of like, he wa- he makes me white as snow. And so I hung mm. on to that, but so good. I hung on to it, but there was still this other side of, I'm still tainted. Mm-hmm. And that, that voice of you're not going to be like, you're not going to be good enough. Your innocence isn't there anymore. You've already betrayed the blood of Jesus. Like he can't love you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. The devil is a liar. But he's he? a liar. You're going to steal, <laughs> kill, and destroy. Not today, Satan. Not today. Um, but it's not until I actually met you, until I understood how much power and authority I had. Because going through deliverance, you are not only like, you aren't just delivering me, you are teaching me. I was teaching you, you are how teaching to walk. Me. And that's when I realized, when I stopped fighting, the more the voices would come back. Like, the more I'd be out of control. Mm-hmm. But when you say you need to plead the blood of Jesus, like who's your Lord and Savior? And I remember every, like all the words you use. And that's when I was like, okay, that's when I was in control. That's when I felt powerful. Mm-hmm. But it's when I began to get in that place of fear and in my mind. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually happening that I lost control. Yeah. But I love that you teach. You don't just show it. Because yeah. it's like, that shows that it's not just about you. It's about advancing the, the kingdom yes. of God. Yes. It's about being like, I'm going to equip you with the knowledge, with the understanding, the power and authority to be able to do this on your own. Mm-hmm. Because as a child of God, that's our job to equip. Yes. And, you know, and that's what you do. And I love that because it's not a, like the attention isn't on you. Right. It's about it's about God. Mm-hmm. It's about the mission and the purpose mm-hmm. he's given you. And so you teach. It's not, oh, if you need it, just come to me. It's like Jesus, <laughs> you know, he didn't say like, when you, when you cast out that demon, come ask me. Yeah. No, no. He said, I've given you the power and the authority. That's right. Go cast out that demon. Yeah. And I and love go cast it out that. at other people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I remember, so, so she came back to another conference and, and we were both very aware that there were some things that needed to go. And, you know, I was kind of waiting on the timing of the Holy Spirit. You came forward to the altar, and I remember looking at you and saying, look, we're going to let this happen. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And if if you fall out and start manifesting, we're going to pick you up and take you into another room because we don't want to disturb and distract what's going on in here. Um, and that's exactly what happened. We picked you up and took you in another room. And I remember you being very drowsy, coming under the influence of some it, demonic influences. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember saying, can you hear me? Listen to me. I cannot deliver you. Yeah. You have to cast these out of yourselves. Yeah. It's kind of like a doctor doesn't deliver a baby. Yeah. Right. The, yeah, the woman yeah. delivers a baby. Mm-hmm. He's just there it's to kind of navigate some things. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> they just stand there. <laughs> so, you know, and I remember kind of saying like this, but, but I said to you, but I am not going to leave you. Yeah. I will be here the whole time. Yeah. And my voice and my face will be your anchor. Like, you know, I remember 
that fear like every time like I looked at you I just like I wanted to I'm like well, obviously not me but claw you like claw you been and there, I, I called there. you a Karen been there <laughs> but I called you a Karen yeah you did you I called, like, you're yeah, just I a Karen like when she was manifesting she yeah. would start calling me names uh-huh. and I was like okay okay but it's so good the demons they were terrified of the light. It's almost mm-hmm. like this light that was inside of you. And I, I couldn't stand it. That's when you had to hold me down because I was like trying to crawl away. Yeah. But it's almost like I could feel the demons mm-hmm. were terrified because they understood that you not only knew your power and authority, you mm-hmm. walked in it. And that's what like I was like, oh, my gosh. But um, I am not getting out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, and I did. I was me. like, we're not leaving like, until this is done. Yeah. We're cleaning up house today. Yeah. Turner we're doing this today. I, bru- I bruised you pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did have some pretty. So, so <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of times and, and, and keep in mind for people who are listening, like there was a continuous, so there was a wave of when you were manifesting and then you would, you would be very calm and I would be like, are you okay? Are you yep. with me? What's my name? What are your name? Who's your yep. savior? Yep. Um, and then I would say things like, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of sit on top of you because yeah. I was trying to keep you from hurting yourself. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. you were trying to hurt yourself. You were trying to pull your own hair out. Um, choke myself. Tr- yes, yeah. you were trying to choke yourself, not you, but yeah, those demons, demons were trying to choke yourself. Um, and so I was very much communicating with you very calmly, yeah. um, very softly and just like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, next time this happens, I may grab your arms. If I'm hurting you, let me know. Um, so what ended up happening was I kind of just straddled you a little bit, yeah. um, and was sitting on top of you just to kind of keep you like almost like a, a um, an, an approved hold, right? Yeah to keep you from hurting yourselves. There were yeah. furniture around. You kept flinging yourself into furniture. So I really needed to get my body weight on top of you. Now, yeah. for those of you who are watching, you can see Sharon is a very, very small, small petite, person. Yeah. Very petite. How old are you? Um, I'm about to turn 19. About to turn 19. Yeah. So you were 18 at the time. Yeah. I am not so small. I am five, a, a, a robust 5'9". <laughs> <five>, <laughs> I don't know about robust. I wouldn't say robust. But, uh, you know, I mean, I work out. Solid. Like, yeah, I'm solid. I'm solid. I think yeah, a little strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what was happening was when you were having these fits because you would go in and out of, mm. and each, each demon, we would just be like, you're gone, you're gone. You're gone. You know yeah. what I mean? And we were like, we're going to anymore. Well, I'm still here. I'm yeah. just going to wait. So, yeah. um, you were coming up off the ground. Yeah. Um, and so I was coming up with her and then she would slam on the ground. And so my knees were coming down. And so it was inside of my <laughs> knees got, got bruised, but I'm fine. It was fine. I, I mean, at the time I didn't know it wasn't until the next day I was like, Oh, kingdom wow. work. I had no idea, <laughs> you know, cause at that point I was really just focused on making sure you knew you were loved and feeling yeah. safe. Yeah. And I kept asking you that, like, yeah. do you know that I love you? Do you know that Jesus loves you? Mm. Do you feel safe? Am I hurting yeah. you? And so, which is really the key, you, t- you talked about like kind of that love being poured in mm-hmm. and then the exposure of demons. Mm-hmm. And there were two or three other people in the room that were just reading scriptures. Yeah. They were reading scriptures about God's love for mm-hmm. you. Um, Kyler was there, was, you mm-hmm. know, assisting, kind of helping to kind of like when you were grabbing your throat and stuff, yeah. she would be like, nope, nope, we're not going to do that. Nope. Sharon, can you hear us? We're, you know, yeah. and so really just kind of making sure that you were focused enough mm-hmm. to really begin proclaiming in those moments, you have no rights over my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me about a little bit about some of the verbiage that you remember and recalled and have probably used multiple times since then. Ooh. I mean, there was a lot to said, but before I touch on that, can I say yeah, one thing? Absolutely. Um, you were talking about just like the, that love and like that feeling love, yeah. like you were making sure I was comfortable. And I think that that was so powerful because it shows the love of God in that, because 
you weren't delivering me from a place of anger, like, oh my gosh, you have demons, like, come on, like, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that what's made me feel so comfortable. And it's about being comfortable enough in a, it's about being in a place where you feel comfortable enough to be okay. I can release this. Yeah, you know? that's good. And it was mm-hmm. out of that love that you are preaching, <clears throat> preaching to me, but also delivering me yeah. out of a place of love, not of a place of anger. Yeah. Or of like, oh my gosh, like how, or being how disgusted do you have this? Or exactly. afraid. Or even. afraid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what helped so much is I was comfortable because I was surrounded by the love and the peace of that's God good. because of the people who were in the room yeah. and you. Um, obviously my demons were a little ticked off by you. <laughs> I, mean, I remember speaking in like the tongue of witchcraft and you were like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, you were, were you there for that? Br- br- you yeah. were there as well. I came in towards the end, mm-hmm. but I did remember hearing that. And I was like, mm, yeah, there was at right. one point her, her tongue shifted to, it was for sure just a voice of witchcraft. And I yeah. was like, oh, you have to go as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, f- the, the key here is, and you mentioned it, is like when we talk about normalizing in some regard, and it doesn't always have to look that way. Yeah. I mean, and I, I tell people all the time, like, it's not that I've not done a deliverance like that before mm. or been a part of a deliverance like that. But 95% of the time, it doesn't look like that. 95% mm. of the time, I'm ministering to somebody at the altar. They either begin like heavily weeping or sobbing, which is a sign of deliverance. Mm. Sometimes they'll give out a hearty yell, you know, or yeah. a scream or whatever. And then next thing you know, they just boom, fall out and, and it's over. Mm. And 95, probably 99% of the time, that's what it looks like. Or it looks like you're quiet in your bedroom. And I was telling you the other night, like I was having a, uh, I think, I think like a gallbladder attack of something. And so mm. I was like, so I'm currently looking up the spiritual root of gallbladder <laughs> attack. And she was like, does it mean anything to you? Like, is it bare? And I was like, not really in my mind, but I'm crying. Like Aww. I started crying <laughs> and I was like, so I don't know what's happening. And then I felt a release in my gallbladder. It was interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Wow. Um, so it doesn't always have to look yeah. that way. Um, but sometimes it can. And I think it's important that you're in a room uh, where people are like, okay, we're going in yeah. and we're not leaving you. Yeah. I'm not going to leave you. And I love you enough yeah. to send you home with these demons inside of you, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's not to say that there isn't a time and a place like, you know, the women's yeah. conference, that wasn't the time or the place. And I think there was wisdom there. And some of the elders that were there, it was like, look, this, yeah. the, we, we were not, this isn't what we do. I yeah. mean, it's like, obviously I travel around all over and this is part of what I do. This is part of what Brittany does it's not unnormal for us. Mm. Um, and so I'm not saying there wasn't wisdom in that. Um, but it, it, so, cause I think it is important that mm. you were able to just kind of have a safe place to just yeah. go through deliverance. Well, I remember my first, my first deliverance. Cause I don't know. I, I don't think I could tell that they weren't in experienced with like deliverance, mm-hmm. but it was a lot harder for the demons to leave. It's like, they would not leave. Yeah. Mm. They would not leave. And no matter how, and I, that, that time I levitated <coughs> so mm-hmm. like right. far off the ground, but they were just, I don't even know what was happening. Mm-hmm. I remember just being confused. And actually I was scared because there were so many people hovering around me, kneeling on my hair. Like everything was just yeah, like, who didn't know a, what to do really. Didn't, yeah. yeah. But also I think it was the rep, the representatives, like the people who were actually there, who were like kind of in charge. I was like, like, I just, I didn't even know what was happening. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. I like, and it's, you have to feel safe. You yeah. have to mm-hmm. feel in that place yeah. of safe. Cause what you're going through is already, it's weird. a lot. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's like, okay. So I've got demons inside of me. I can feel yeah. them at times and I can't feel them times. Like I mm-hmm. feel them coming up and then going back down. Like it's already weird. And so to be in that place, your deliverance versus mm-hmm. my first deliverance, your deliverance, it was still hard. 
mm-hmm. but it was a lot more free flowing. Okay, boom, you're yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was uh, hard in that it was long, and there were a lot yeah. of strongholds there, and a lot. <laughs> uh, and so I, you know, again, I was not willing I, i'm pretty stubborn i can be pretty stubborn and i you was said not, i i don't care if we stay here all night <laughs> I, I, I really did i had gotten a ride home for my kids i was like well we're good to go i had taken my shoes off uh, you know and so i i just was like very I, I get um very emotional when i see uh the way demons torment mm. you know people of god yeah i get very upset about it yeah you know and so i, I was just like I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving you. We're, we're doing, I believe that God set you free completely on the cross and we are going to do this together. That's actually something you said. Yeah. 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 So, wow. Getting all over me. Brittany, take over. (laughs) She loves when I get, she's like, (laughs) well, I love that because you can, you can see the passion and the love that God has put on your heart for his children to be able to tap into that supernatural and be like, Hey, listen, like this is I know not the, okay. this is not okay, mm-hmm. but the battle is, is not what you think it is. Right. And so exposing the enemy for who he truly is and be mm-hmm. like, yo, listen, there are some demons and today you have to have, you have to have that power and authority. Yeah. So I love that you have this passion and God has put on your heart to set people free from the fight mm-hmm. that they cannot understand or see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so, that's so powerful. Mm. It's one thing when God shares something joyful about his heart. Like, it's like, oh, this makes my heart happy. But it's another thing when God takes the time to share something that crushes his heart with you. Mm -hmm. And that's something that crushes his heart is people being tormented by these demons. And, ooh, teaching them to walk in their God, Mm -hmm. you power and authority. Like, what more? Yeah. Like, what more? It's so rewarding. It's like, yo, listen, demons, I'm going to expose you for who you are, devil. Mm -hmm. Like, not today. Mm -hmm. Like, not today. (laughs) But I love it. I love I just love you. I mean, like oh. one thing I told my like, you know, Zach is like, yo, Zach, anywhere Lisa is, supernatural things are bound to just happen. <laughs> like you just have to be prepared for that. You know, a woman of God. What's well, the scripture God. says that signs should follow us? Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, they have that compassion and that love for people, but they haven't been taught how to do these things. Yeah. So, you know, as she teaches, as it's going on, now you have the capability yeah. to perform, you know to help someone else in that same way. And I totally agree with that, the comfort Mm -hmm. part of it. But that's the nice thing as you grow and experience these things. And when you start to feel something, you're like, there's something going on. And if I don't feel like I have the capability to handle it, I know who I can go to to help me get it. Mm. You know, because I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's happened to me within the last few months. I mean, mm-hmm. at a retreat, you know, oh, so yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah like, I, and I wasn't too good. nice to her either. But, <laughs> but it's like, you know, I'm going to choose this opportunity with where I feel comfortable and yeah. where I know I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. And you were kind of a little snarky as well. Yeah. I wanted to <laughs> smack you. Yeah. No, demons just don't like you. That's all right. That's I'm a not good here thing. To be liked by demons. <laughs> Amen. Like I want to get to that place. Yeah. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about how your life changed after that day. Cause obviously then we, you and I talked a lot about changes of behaviors and changes mm-hmm. of mindsets that you had to yeah. practice really to yeah. not allow those enemies to, co- or the, the demons to come back in. Yeah. So talk a little bit about some of the changes of patterns, behaviors, thought processes Mm -hmm. since then. Um, Whether it's been supernatural or whether it's been, look, I just engaged in these new patterns. 
Um, well, I mean, after the deliverances, like you said, like self-deliverance would would be kind of normal to me. Like I could self-deliver myself at times. Yeah. And so I got into that habit. And I remember like, you know, Zach, my brother-in-law, one time he came in while I was self-delivering myself and he tried and, you know, it went okay. <laughs> it went okay. <laughs> um, but it's, it was honestly understanding my own power and authority, mm. having to tune in and to really not just say, oh, I have power and authority. The same power that rose me, like the rose Jesus from the grave that lives in me. Not just saying it, but understanding it yes. and walking in it. And so it was those daily steps of just like, okay, I have the power and authority. Yeah. Okay, I feel the temptation coming on. Get like, where's my Bible? Where's my worship song? This is how I fight my battles. And so it's it was being about it was about being intentional. That's so good. With okay, I see it coming on, but when Jesus was tempted, he responded mm-hmm. with scripture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would say devil, you come to steal, lie, like destroy and kill. Mm-hmm. So, you have no power over me. I am not a slave to your sin. But mm-hmm. I am a slave under Christ and I choose him and I choose his purpose and it's I good. choose the life that he has for me. So it's honestly, I had to get into this place where I had to start talking back to that, like, you know, addiction. Yeah. I had to start talking yeah. back to that demon and be yeah. like, no, you're not yeah. coming back in. I see like, you. I recognize you. And I'm uh-huh. looking at you yep. and I'm saying no, no to you. No to that spirit of shame because that, <clears throat> that kept mm-hmm. me bound for so long. And that's not to say after my deliverance, I did not like, you know, I didn't fail. Sure. I mean, I went to my mom and I said, mom, I failed again. Like mm-hmm. I failed again. And she just, she hugged me. She was like, you know, a seven, like a righteous man falls seven times, but gets up Get seven back more up. times. And I said, okay. So I went upstairs. I said, this is how I fight my battles. Here we go. Yeah. I turned on that um, worship music and immediately I was just like anger. Yeah. Would you like, say oh. that the failure was different in that? Like what I'm hearing is like, like, it's not that I still didn't struggle with that temptation, mm. but the way I attacked it was completely different. Yes. Because I think it's important people realize that victory isn't about never having the battle again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go through deliverance, it doesn't mean I'm never going to have that battle no, again. Yeah. It means I'm fighting from a different position. Yeah. I'm and fighting from a place of victory. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And so I think that's important. I love that you you said that. Look, it's not like I never failed again. Yeah. Or never fell into. It's that I was. I approached it as a victor and mm-hmm. not a victim. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what deliverance is all about. It's about really mentally, emotionally, and shifting yourself positionally into who you really are Mm -hmm. spiritually, which is I'm positioned here. Yeah. And so when you go through deliverance, that victim mentality, all of that shifts to where you're like, okay, I have, I have an altar in my life, a moment, a marker in my life where I can say, I said no to this thing yeah Mm -hmm. and you can no longer have me and i recognize that Mm -hmm. i have authority over you Mm -hmm. Mm. that's good i love that you shared that with us Mm. you mentioned your mom so at some point she came in (laughs) which can always be a little nerve-wracking for me you don't know what's gonna happen yeah, you didn't. You didn't know my mom was experienced at that, though. I, no, I had no idea. And and uh, so when she came in, she just kind of sat down and was like, "Thank you, thank you for doing that." I was like, yeah. "Okay, I'm so glad that I'm not going to get sued." <laughs> yeah, you were like, "If your mom walks in and because I'm on top of you right now, is she going to sue me?" I was like, is "Oh your no, mom, she's used to it." Is your mom going to freak out? Because so in between. Uh, so again, there was these waves of demons kind of manifesting. And so in between you and I were having friendly yeah. banter. Yeah. I was, we were talking, I was like, you good? Here, let me fix you your hair. You were so funny though. You just like, <laughs> I was like, why is she making jokes? I was, <laughs> I love it. I, I was trying to keep things kind of lighthearted. And yeah. there were some people in the room that this was kind of the first, I mean, there was, there was people from crazy eight that were like, 
I was like, I'm not going in without you guys. Like yeah. I had them there for a reason that night. Cause it, we, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And so, but there were some people that I was just like, Hey, she's fine. You know, yeah. she's good. You good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I remember Liv being there. Yeah. And I was like, should she be here? Cause I didn't want to like scare yeah. her, but she, she stayed. I was like, yep. okay, she was go. one of the ones that I was let's like, go. just get out scripture and start reading yeah. it out loud, yeah. verbal, wherever you want. Should I read any specific? Good. Nope. Whatever you want. Just loose the word in the room. Yeah. Cause the room gets heavy when you release mm -hmm. that kind of, it's like, oof. Well, and some of it was girding her up as well right yeah. so i'm like just keep reading the word <laughs> mm -hmm. because when those demons come out they're looking for some place yeah. to go yeah. and so I, I was like for the those of you who this is new and you're yeah, just yeah. in here and you're because you're a friend of sharon and just get out your word and yeah. just keep reading it yeah just keep reading it Ugh. it was a lot <laughs> but so you mentioned the levitating mm -hmm. and you know and i kind of mentioned that as well in regard to you know your body kind of kept coming up off the ground and coming and then mm -hmm. slamming back down. Um, and, and also the, the demons kept trying to flip you over. Yeah. Right. So that was the other reason why I, so demons like to kind of flip people over because then they, it's a sign of, a, of authority, right? Like yeah. I've got you, you're on your face. Mm. Uh, that happened with you as well mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. you went through your, so I was like, nope, nope, we're not, we're not flipping somebody mm -hmm. over. Um, plus I wanted to, to keep your eye contact, to keep you engaged, yeah. to keep you focused on me. Yeah. Um, so do you recall any of, you recall all of that, don't you? I recall all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were moments where I, I was like, oh my gosh, it almost felt like I've never been drunk, but <laughs> it almost felt like I was just drunk. I was yes. just like, what the heck? If, if I were to be drunk, this is how it would feel like. Cause yes. it's just like, what, what's going on? So I was like, some parts were like a little fuzzy, mm -hmm. but like, I remember the times with the powerful words, that's what stuck because the words that you would use, it's almost like they were daggers. I was just like, uh, it's almost like a wave. Anytime you spoke truth or they were reciting scripture, it was like a wave hitting like just these demons. And that's when I would get irritated. Yeah. It was just like a sound wave of just truth and God's love. And it was just mm -hmm. like, pow. And I was like, ah, like, you know? Yeah. And I think I said to you in the very beginning, one of the things too important is the more difficult or the more manifestation that is happening, the more the spirit is winning yeah more god is yeah. winning mm. and so when things got really intense for her if she was shaking or what i'd be like who's winning who's winning who's mm. winning yeah the spirit's yeah. winning because when a demon is beginning to manifest it's because they are getting shook up right. yeah and they get shook up by the spirit mm -hmm. and so the more and i was like oh here we go here comes another one who's yeah. winning who's winning mm -hmm. yeah. so just kind of speaking that encouragement like and you were and, and I, you were still coherent through yeah. most of the thing. There was a couple times that you would slip into another language. Yeah, <laughs> a couple. <laughs> but for the most oh, part, you were and I would be like, "Who's winning? Who's winning?" Yeah. And you were like, "God, God's winning. Time. He's yeah. winning all the time. Yeah. yeah, he's winning right now." And so, and the, I remember the times where I you would ask me and I wouldn't like respond, and then you would have to get down in my ear and you would have to whisper. You said, "I need you to fight. Like you have to fight." Yes. And so that's when I where'd you, you said, go? Plead the where'd you go? Yeah, where'd you go? You say, "Where are my eyes? Where are my eyes?" I was like, "There they are." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's all out of love. And I think that's yeah. what people need to take away from it is the love of God pushes those things out. Yeah. The reason you're going through deliverance is not because you're a horrible person. Yes. It's because God cares enough to expose yes. these things. And you said, I the love reason, you too much. Yeah, I love you too much. And you said, the, just the weight of the glory of God pushes those things out. Mm -hmm. When you choose him and you say, God, I am set on you. Mm -hmm. the demons can't stand mm -hmm. the demons can't stand there's too much of a light and a love for christ and a desire for for them to still stay they can't stand that light you know it says yeah god is a god who clothes himself in a garment of light yeah and if good. he has this place in my heart 
demons you can't stand. That's like, right. Know, you can't stand. That's it. right. It took me back to um, um, when Jesus was in the temple and he turned, like yes. he flips the tables and he says, you can't have this in my father's side. I was like, why are you selling this? Why are you selling this? And it really dawned on me. It's like, we are walking, talking, breathing temples. That's good. And we're selling things in our father's house. We, I'm a Christian, but I'm selling these things in my father's house and it's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And so it's that moment where you have to flip the tables and you say, Sharon, no more. You can't have these things in your father's house. If you love him good. and you want to grow closer to him, if you want to be like that tree planted by the riverside, these things cannot stand. And that's when you have to say, devil, I now recognize you. Yeah, that's good. And you have no power. Good. You have nothing. I understand what your mission is, and that is to take me from the purpose of God. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I have like I I have no use for it. Like mm-hmm. you're nothing to me. That's it good. says apart from God, we have no good thing. Yeah, I have nothing to live for if I it's it's not God. So good. I said, devil, not today. Like we're done. And that's what your deliverance, you know, really taught me was like. It's not that he has the power and authority. You give it to him. That's right. You give it to him. That's right. And now I take it back. Yeah. And. No more. And yep. that's when the devil attacked even harder, though, because mm-hmm. dreams started coming and I would wake up and I'm like, why the heck am I having this dream? Yeah. But he attacks. As soon as you choose Jesus, you're going to have a target on your back. Mm-hmm. So deliverance isn't easy, but it's not impossible. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's one of those things you have to go through as a Christian. The walk is not meant to be easy. It's not yeah. going to be easy. You're going to have people who hate you. Demons aren't going to like you. Well, boohoo for them. You carry the light of Jesus inside of you. Like it's not, you know, and we need to stop saying that, Oh, come into Christianity. It's easy. It's, it's not yeah. easy. Yeah. As a follower of Christ, you have to lay things down that may seem impossible. They're going to torment you. Like, God, why have to lay this down? You have to lay it down. Mm-hmm. You choose Jesus. You choose the supernatural. You choose mm-hmm. Jesus. You choose breakthrough. He's going to, di- and that's the hardest part was the discipline. Yeah. The discipline, having to be disciplined and talking back and be like, no, I'm not a victim. I don't have to shy yeah. away from the devil. I don't have to be like, oh, mm-hmm. he's coming back for me. Oh, temptation. No, 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 no. You stand rooted on the firm foundation of Jesus and say, mm-hmm. you know what? Uh-uh. I have the power and authority. I mean, my God has not given me a spirit of fear or anxiousness. So No. Mm-hmm. And so being disciplined to know the word of God, because that's how you fight. Yeah, I I really appreciate, again, she just turned 19. I know. I was like, this is the most spiritually mature 18. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but note note how armed mm, yeah, she, she is with the word. That's from you, though. <laughs> I'm, I kid you not. Like, Liz is over there going. <laughs> oh, I mean. Like, you know, people have always told me. Well, that's your weapon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, weapon of choice. Yeah, absolutely. What's your weapon of choice going to be? Yeah. Either it's that victim mentality or you choose to surround your like yourself with she people. She just says it so matter of fact. So, I mean, <laughs> what's your weapon of choice? Because mine's the word of God. Mine's the word of God. It's that place of worship. It's that place of, you know, I know what the Bible says. Not mm-hmm. today. Not no, today. Not today. Sit in such I'm going to get a shirt that says, not today, <laughs> Sharon Sargent. <laughs> in, in memory of Sharon Sargent's deliverance. <laughs> that would be awesome. So good. So you mentioned um, that you're starting a podcast youtube oh youtube okay talk to us a little bit about that what's your message Ooh, okay <laughs> um, so you know my my youtube channel is rising remnant rising, rising remnant, remnant. Ooh, I, I actually that's uh, good. i uh 
posted yesterday on Facebook about the remnant. You'll have to go back. Re- I was really? re- been reading through the minor prophets. Yes, That's go ahead. That's so awesome. Well, so for, you know, I left Calvary and um, I just, I kept hearing the remnant must rise, the remnant must rise, the remnant must rise. I didn't know the word remnant. I've never really heard it, uh. but I was hearing in the spirit and I was like, God, what, what the heck? It, like, why? Why am I hearing this? And I kept hearing the devil is anxious. The devil is anxious. And I said, God, why is the devil anxious? And he says, because the true remnant of yeah, Jesus Christ is rising behind mm-hmm. the scenes. That's you know, you, you turn on the TV and you watch TikTok and Instagram and all these things, and you just see the awful that's going on in the world. And the devil is trying to distract to take away from what's really happening behind the scenes. And that is the true followers of Jesus who understand their God-given power and authority, who are going to choose Jesus, who are who are going to go out and speak mm-hmm. the truth in love in his name. They're down on their knees praying, yeah. worshiping. Mm-hmm. The devil hates it. Mm-hmm. And the devil is anxious because he realizes that the true followers, that the remnant, That's God good. is building them up. God so is building them up. You know, um, I keep hearing like God is on the move. God is on the move. Hallelujah. And that's the remnant is rising because God's on the move. God's right. on the move. The devil is anxious because he realizes that people are no longer falling for his schemes anymore. Mm-hmm. They're beginning to actually wake up. They're beginning to thirst for something that is that is actually true and pure and genuine. And so he's anxious. And I heard the, just God say, the remnant is rising. The remnant is rising. So I named it Rising Remnant. Um, and then a few days ago, I kept, I kept seeing the number 111. And I'm not into numerology because, you know, that's sometimes witchcraft, yes. but biblical numerology. So I kept looking it up. I said, what's the biblical meaning of 1111? And um, I did Troy Brewer. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know if I said his name right. And his verse, uh, his first video was that like disorder and valor. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, that's not it. I'm in a good place. And so I scrolled down. It was a call to faith. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I, I was in the book of Isaiah and the scripture was Isaiah 11, 11. 11. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about the remnant of Jacob mm-hmm. and that the remnant, like they were going to be called back. So rising remnant. Mm-hmm. And, that's so good. You know, so good. Yeah. So uh, I'm reading through the Minor Prophets, and so I posted yesterday about how um, I was r- reminded of how God always has a remnant, mm, yes. uh, and that He re- that He preserves a remnant no matter how many times they were taken yeah. into captivity. There was mm. always a remnant, and in just the yes. right time, God would rest- would rescue and restore yeah. the remnant, and they would rebuild. Yeah. The kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, it's literally funny, on my Facebook, I just posted that yesterday. Well, see, I'm on and, I'm on and off on Facebook, but I will because I downloaded it to yeah. see if you like you had tagged me so I could like post about it. Yeah. But um, so I'm on and off. But it's funny that you say rebuild because I had kept seeing the number 52 as well. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about rebuilding the walls of. Um, oh, what's his name? He rebuilds the walls. Nehemiah. Of the walls of Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK, God, so we're rebuilding like yeah. the remnant. Yeah. And ooh, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're excited about your YouTube channel as well. Um, so, so there's a lot of com- comments online. I'm actually watching them on the screen up there. Oh, oh is um, live? Yeah, so oh, we, wow. yeah, we Hi. are live. Um, so if you are with us, if you want to give a comment, this young lady is amazing from Betty Carollo. Uh, Laura White is talking about how you're talking about your weapon of choice um, and how your oil from your walk with Jesus. Um, the, Sonia Lee is actually my sister. She says, my sister is amazing. <laughs> 
And then I see Caitlin Williamson is actually watching live on YouTube. So we are actually wow. live on YouTube as well as live on Facebook today. So wow. if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, you're going to want to do that. Yeah. Again, uh, I'm actually doing a series right now on YouTube that's uh, peer-to-peer counseling. So it's just basic counseling um, counseling tips. You could also take my training on January 29th, which is basic counseling tips as well. But next week, I'm starting the overcoming your generational um, baggage and talking a lot about the difference between sins, transgressions, and iniquities. Uh, how do we discern the difference? How do we recognize mm. that we are to be set free from all of them? Mm. I'm probably going to be really um, jabbing at a lot of people and talking about a, a lot of the personality bends, dispositions, characteristic traits that we often have, often boasting. Well, that's yeah. just the way I'm wired. Yep. You know, take it or leave. Take it or leave, leave it. it. Love me uh, or don't love yeah. me. But if your personality characteristic trait tendency is anything less than Jesus, it's likely it is an iniquity, which is a sin. Um, and so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> everybody's like, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. <laughs> so, um, Brittany, do you have anything else you want to share this morning? That I want to share. That you want to share or anything else you want to ask. <laughs> Any other questions online? Otherwise, we are nearly to the end of our show. Well, I think you um, you tried to jump in with her mom, but then we got distracted. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes. But just tell me a little bit about like your mom. Like, How has she like supported you through this? That woman is just amazing. <laughs> I love my mama. She's she's She carries you know the weight of just being a mom. You can tell she has just this yeah. love for kids and or her children. And from the moment I was adopted, she was just pleading the blood of Jesus over me because she realized I come from a third world country. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of generational, you know, curses and mm-hmm. crap, excuse my language, but there's a lot of that. And so when I went through this the first time, she was actually away and I came back and she was like, what? Because she had actually waited. She's kind of, she kind of, I think, knew it was around the corner when all this yeah. would like maybe happen potentially. And so she wasn't really freaked out. She was just like, okay, like I, I expected it. Like you mm-hmm. can't adopt a child from a third world country and see the things you see and not expect your children to go through that. Like, you know, um, I just actually recently found out that someone in my family in Uganda practiced witchcraft. That's where that came mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Um, yeah. We definitely identified that as the strong man. Yeah. The strongest. So like we were yeah. kind of pulling back layers, getting to the actual yeah. root. Got and it. uh yeah we got it, we got it. <laughs> but no my mom god doesn't miss no, let doesn't me just not. say that no. but, yeah my mom i think knew she was yeah. prepared she's seen it she's okay cool from the mm-hmm. moment i was adopted she was just like i was pleading the blood of jesus over you she would actually often say your heritage does not come from me or your family bloodline it comes from jesus amen and that's something amen. she would say so she that one's a prayer warrior amen. anytime she goes into her prayer she has like her prayer ring with like angel wings oh like, yeah this is so. my signet ring wow. the king's yep. authority right here yep. so She's several awesome. people still online donna parker is watching us on youtube live i love that she says perfect topic for this year now if you know donna yeah. parker you know that that is a very intentional statement yeah um, and I love that we are talking about deliverance live yeah. mm-hmm. and we are talking about demons as yeah. believers yeah. here in America, yeah. um, because I think it is time that we start exposing some of the real battle, yeah. uh, which is real not flesh battle. and blood. Yeah. It is with powers of darkness mm-hmm. and principalities that Amen. are not 
of this realm. They are from a different realm. So we are going to talk about it. Mm. If you are tuning in and you've been watching live, if you would be sure to click like either on YouTube or Facebook, that would be amazing. If you would share this because we do want to spread the word. We want to give the enemy notice. Yeah. Oh yeah. We want, we want to put him (laughs) on notice. That's why he's anxious. That we are going to be talking a lot and exposing a lot of your ways. And we say with confidence and authority, you will not win. Amen. Um, so Sharon, I appreciate you coming and, yeah. uh, sharing your story with us. We're going to have you back. I loved it. I we're going to have you back. I'm going to have you on my YouTube as yes. well. We're going to, maybe we can do just a series of teaching on deliverance. To yes. I, I think we you carry an anointing YouTube's. now, you know, um, what do you think? Let's do it. All right. I watch. All right. So we'll see you, uh, the first Wednesday of February. We appreciate you guys joining us. Remember enforcing purpose. It, it starts, starts with, with you. you. <laughs>